This is Ed Sicali with Athletic Strength and Power Podcasts. I'm fresh off a trip to the desert where we did a feature on the Arizona State Sun Devil Strength Program. I had the opportunity to spend a few days there and get some behind-the-scenes looks at the Sun Devils in training, catch the Sun Devils at uh, football practice over at the bubble that day. And you can catch up on a lot of the quick videos and pictures on my Instagram channel, and that's uh, ASAP0000. Or you can catch it on Twitter, at the underscore sign workout. You know, maybe even give it a follow. And it was our first look at a Pac-12 program. And Tempe is where I had to go to track down head strength and conditioning coach Joe Connolly, who serves as the director of sports performance there at Arizona State. Sorry to note that there was a recording issue uh, with a button that got bumped in transit but I was able to get it resolved several minutes into the uh, podcast. Bear with that uh, little issue. And keep in mind that this ASAP podcast is made possible because of our great sponsors like the CBD Healthcare Company. They're the source you can depend on for the most professional, high-quality, and comprehensive line of massage, muscle relief, and skincare products that contain significant levels of CBD. Check them at cbdhealthcarecompany.com. And the Bill Jacobs Power Company... And he's got all the weight room supplies that you need from the ground on up. Also, uh, of course, Team Builder, the online strength and conditioning software, and Pit Shark strength training equipment, and their famous Pit Shark belt squat. Now, here's today's podcast with Arizona State University Sun Devil strength coach, Joe Connolly. This is Ed Sicali with Athletic Strength and Power Podcasts. Coming from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona today, that's Arizona State University. I'm with the director of football performance for the Arizona State Sun Devils, Joe Connolly. We've tracked you down. We had to come all the way out in the desert to find you again. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate it. It's always great to see you, and uh, it's been a while. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I'm glad to be here too. Uh, you know, I took a flight out of Cincinnati the other day, and it was real chilly and real rainy. I haven't seen a drop of rain or a cloud out here since I've been out here. Yeah, the weather's terrible today. It's about 82, and it's a bad day to be a cloud. That's for sure. There's not a cloud in the sky, man. It's, and it'll be like this till shoot, probably January, and then we'll have a couple months where it gets a little cooler, and then, sure enough, it'll heat right back up. So, Yeah, of course, uh, you've got us with all access ASAP, Athletic Strength and Power. We caught uh, some Thursday action here at uh, your training performance center, and, of course, today uh, we were at the stadium. We'll talk about that. And of course, game day, uh, we'll we'll be getting uh, some serious photos and, and all the action tomorrow when the Washington State Cougars come in, come into town. Yeah, you you know you got to see kind of the latter half of the week um, for us, which are are too deep. Our vets uh, they lifted post practice on Thursday, and then they also did a regen lift this morning. So you got to see that, and you got to see our developmental group on Thursday morning as well. Uh, train and then you got to see them train this morning as well. So the guys that don't travel, uh, they worked out this morning. Yeah, um, can you uh, expand a little bit on the discussion on your developmental uh, crew that comes in here, those groups, and uh, kind of talk about a little bit of how you prep those guys? Because in about a year, two years, there's, those are going to be your guys. Sure, yeah, it's, it's, you know, we pride ourselves on being a developmental program in that. You know, we're not going to get the, you know, the five stars. We might get some one, you know, we might get some fours. 
you know, threes, but what we want to do is we want to get really good people and we want to turn them into a better version of themselves through through physical performance. And, and essentially what our in-season program looks like, Ed, is that we have really four groups. We have our developmental group, which is guys that don't play. Red shirt guys, guys that don't play. Um, they train four days a week. They train Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in the morning before practice. Then we have our SEAL group, which is our young guys that play a little bit. They train Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning uh, with a little bit different program because they do play a little bit. So we need them to be quote unquote fresh uh, for practice and for Saturday. Then we have our obviously our quarterback program, which is uh, you know a little bit different. And, and when we're playing a lot of football, the quarterback programs in our in our system. Um, when we're not throwing the ball much, that's relatively general for the QBs. So they train Sunday, Thursday after practice, and Friday morning. And then the same schedule goes for our QD, our veterans, the guys that play. They train Sunday, uh, Thursday after practice, and then Friday morning. Yeah, and then uh, with Coach Herm Edwards, your head football coach here, you guys have you can you can tell having conversations with some of your players that there's you guys have developed a culture here with the players. And it's really interesting to talk to these guys and, and uh, see you know the impact that you guys have had on their on their lives. Well, we I appreciate that. We we appreciate that, and um, you know it's been you know this is our fourth season here. You know I got here with Coach Edwards. You know, I think any any head coach that's new to a program, the thing they want to do the most is develop that culture. And, and you know, Coach Edwards has done a tremendous job of setting the framework of that culture and allowing his staff to kind of foster that development over the course of time. We don't have a lot of rules here. The thing that we do not allow to really be messed with at all is is number one, we compete in everything we do. So competition is the single most important thing within our program. I don't care whether you're in a weight room session, a film session, or playing checkers, you have to compete and you want to win. And then the second thing is be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. That's really it. Um, Coach Edwards likes personalities and, and I do too. I like people to be comfortable. It's it's a it's a simple process and I think the rules that are in place kind of take care of a lot of the smaller detailed things that we, that we require on a daily basis. So it's been a process. Obviously recruiting is part of that process, getting the athletes in here that you think from a personality perspective fit your program. It's, it's been fun. I, I really enjoy that process. That's why I do what I do. Coach, uh, with you and uh... Coach Herm Edwards, together, this this isn't your first rodeo. You guys have been in this game and involved with it for years. It's like you're taking little pieces of all the places you've been along the, the path and, and developed this program. I first got to see firsthand uh, when you guys uh, came into uh, Spartan Stadium a couple years ago and saw what you guys did up there. You guys were not favored to come into that Spartan Stadium. There was 80,000 all, all in green and white, basically, and uh, you guys came up there and, and didn't get flustered or anything, and, and took care of business. Left town with a win. Yeah, that was that was a really fun experience. I think for 
all our players and for me as well. You know, I hadn't at that point in time I hadn't been to a, a Big Ten stadium before, so that was that was a great experience, and we were fortunate enough to come out of there with a W. To touch on a little bit of what you said, with you know, you take a little bit from everywhere you've been. You know, essentially you have this this portfolio, right, with all these different tools in it, and it's just about pulling out the right tool at the right time in the right situation that fits and gets the job done, whatever that is, you know, whether it's a motivational tactic or a philosophy, a training tactic. That, that whole process uh, for Coach Edwards and, and for myself and for the rest of the staff is, has been a lot of fun for sure. Coach, uh, you know, kind of for uh, all of the strength coaches, we, nationwide uh, audience, a lot of high school and collegiate strength coaches that are on our site all the time, uh, listening to our podcasts. How did you get into the into the strength training profession? Now you're, you know, a performance coach at one of the top universities in the country. Uh, you guys are battling for a, a Pac-12 championship at, right in the thick of it right now. Uh, how did you get into all this? And uh, you know, when did it start? And uh, you know, we I know we you spent time with. Of course, we saw you uh, probably ten years ago or so down in Louisville uh, with with Big Joe Ken, uh, the big house. Yeah, that was probably 2008. Is that, yeah, 2008, I believe, is is when we first met. And so I, I have a little bit of a. I don't know if it's an unorthodox story or not. Collegiate baseball player, I, I was predominantly a baseball player in college. I was much better at strength and conditioning as an athlete than maybe I was at the sport. And I kind of always had been that way. Even in high school, you know, I remember, you know, being a good lifter. I didn't know what I was doing, yeah. you know, but, but I really enjoyed it and I was genetically a little bit strong and it was always fun. It was enjoyable to do things that felt good and you were good at. So obviously after my, my playing career was over, I, I didn't really know what I was going to do with my life. You know, my, my bachelor's degree was in criminal justice and sociology and at, from the University of Hartford. And I didn't know what I was going to do, whether I was going to go on the police force or do something completely different, unrelated. So I, I messed around for a few years. I was on the fire department in my hometown. Uh, I sold life insurance in New York Life. I managed a landscape company. I did a bunch of stuff. And none of it was sort of scratching the itch, as they say. Um, I still trained. Uh, at that time, I didn't really have any knowledge of sports performance in regards to the profession of it. I, I just wasn't, I, I guess the, the light didn't come on. I read a lot of magazines at the time and, and tried to get my information that way for my own personal training. Um, and then one day, I had an epiphany where I called my old strength coach, who's Emil Johnson is his name, who was longtime strength coach at Yale uh, in, in New Haven. And he's actually back at my alma mater at University of Hartford now as a strength coach again. I spoke to him the other day. I called him and I said, hey, how do I do what you do? You know, tell me a little bit about your field, your profession. And this was, shoot, I don't know, 2000, 2004, maybe, you know, 2003. He, uh, he kind of gave me the rundown of it and I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. So I quit my job and uh, I enrolled at Bridgewater State College at the time, now it's Bridgewater State University, in their master's program for strength and conditioning. And I immersed myself in that for two years. I graduated in a year and a half 
4.0 GPA, learned everything I could possibly learn, soaked it up. Was not a great student in my undergrad, but in my master's program, there was something that I really enjoyed learning about. Yeah, focused. And yeah, absolutely. And, and so as part of that curriculum, I had to do an internship. I went around and toured all the facilities in New England. I went to Boston College and UConn and University of Maine and uh, UMass and I walked into Harvard's weight room and there I met Craig Fitzgerald, Dan Perlmutter and Tim Mullen who, and Emily Saul who, who were the, the strength coaches there and I remember I had a polo shirt on I had my binder and I walked in there and first of all their facility was unbelievable at the time it was, it's a still it's the same facility now Palmer Dixon beautiful beautiful facility and I remember they had athletes from all different walks of life a bunch of different sports and they're all training and i was like man after the sort of the meet and greet we got talking and, and fitz offered me an internship which i took so i interned for about six months there and then after my internship was over i stayed on and they found some money so i was a, a paid assistant i uh, wasn't much it barely was covering my gas because at the time i was commuting from about an hour away, that's where it all kind of started. I, I literally would coach from 6 a.m. I would train, excuse me, so I would get there at 4.30 in the morning. I would train in the morning. Fitz would train in the morning, and then we would coach all day long till about 3 o'clock, and then I would hop in my car and beat traffic home because I had to bartend all night to pay the bills. So I would bartend till you know, midnight, sleep for three hours, and then I would get up and do it again every every day. And I did that for, you know, almost a year. Ed. And and it was awesome. I, I loved every minute of it. Well, before we uh, continue with today's podcast, I wanted to take a quick minute here to tell you about the Spec Athletic Sports Flooring. Whether you need weight room, performance floors, sports turf, or a track, you just need to get a hold of Kevin Cassidy at Spec Athletic, the sports flooring professionals. They'll fix you right up. Just go to their website at specathletic.com. You'll be able to check out their huge list of satisfied high school, college, and professional customers, specathletic.com. And then you progress several years down the road, and somehow you end up working with one of the legends of college football, Steve Spurrier. For the South Carolina Gamecocks, he's Hall of Fame. You're working for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Coach Spurrier is, he's a, he's a friend of mine to this day. He's, he's a fantastic individual, human being. He gave me my first opportunity as a head strength coach. I think at the time I was the youngest head strength coach in the SEC. It was a, it was a heck of a place to learn. You think you know what it's like to be a head strength coach till it actually happens. And, and the one thing I will say that I don't think I ever did was I, I never, I tried not to let anybody know maybe I didn't have the answer. I, I just kind of went, I went at it. You know, I, I didn't let him see me, didn't let him see me struggle. And I was there for, you know, seven years from 2009 to 2015 uh, up until he retired. That was a fantastic experience for me. We were a really good football team. He won 11 games three years in a row, which at the time was like one of three teams in the country that had accomplished that feat and trained a lot of really good players that are still playing in the NFL today and coached with a lot of really good coaches. Got to spend some time in the South, and, and it was it was fantastic. You know, it really was. And then you hooked up with Herm Edwards. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, I had a 
two-year pit stop uh, back in Massachusetts in my hometown yeah. at, at UMass, and that was fantastic as well. I, I loved, I absolutely love the University of Massachusetts. And it was, believe it or not, people, people think I'm crazy when I say this, but it was very difficult for me to leave that place. I really, really enjoyed working for Mark Whipple. I love the administration there. It was home. I think I still believe that UMass can have a very competitive football team and the the pride that that I had in that place is is it's still there I I loved it there my wife loved it there you know we still have a house in Massachusetts and and we we love that state but when Gene Boyd who is our assistant athletic director reached out to me about this particular position I had to listen I came out I interviewed and me and coach Edwards hit it off right away in the interview. I, I had never met him before. I had no connection to him. You know, he tells the story, but, you know, I'm sweating in the interview and I got a tie on and I start taking it off. I'm up on the dry erase board and I'm running around and and we're talking through stuff. And we came up with the, the mantra for the off season in the interview without even knowing it. You know, we came up with our words and actions mantra, our, our hashtag, and, and it's on all our shirts and it's something that, the two of us really believe in strongly is that, you know, your words and your actions have to align. They have to meet up. They have to, they have to connect. And if you're saying one thing and you're doing the other, it's not going to work. Something's wrong. And that just doesn't mean for the players. That also means for the coaches and, and the staff and the administrators and the organization as a whole. And so yeah, we've been here ever since, you know, four years. Yeah, talking about Coach Edwards and, uh, of course, he played – several years in the National Football League. You know, I saw him yesterday, at, you know, when I was a guest for, of you guys at practice. And, uh, I mean, the guy looks like he can still put the uniform on practically. He's, he's got to be sick mid-60s. He's in shape. Yeah, I he, mean, in shape. He just turned 67. And most days, and I get here at 4.15, 4.30 every day, he's already here. He's here. He's already probably an hour into his cardio, and he does an hour minimum of cardio every day on a different machine. He mixes it up. Sometimes he's pushing sleds. He does all sorts of stuff, and he does at least 45 minutes of weights every day. And it's one of the, he has one of the more impressive motors I've ever seen. He, he, half the time when I walk in the door, I, I got one foot in, and he's already talking trash about how I'm running late. You know, and how yeah, yeah. how the rest of the country's got a head start on us because we're three hours behind, and and he's just he's he's relentless with it. But that also allows, you know, me and Coach to spend two hours together every day. You know, he's in my office sitting in that chair all the time in between sets, and you know, if I'm out there working out, we're talking, we're trying to figure out, you know, how to, you know, motivate this team or or change this situation or get the most out of this and. It's all part of it. It's it's we you know we've developed a, a great friendship and a, a great working relationship over over the course of four years. Well, while you've been in team meetings and up and down the steps and going here and there, prepping for tomorrow's big game against Washington State, uh, you know I, I will let you know I haven't been slacking too much. I've been doing <laughs> down here trying to do a lot of the stuff that I've seen uh, you and your players doing, and uh, some of your staff been real real nice about you know explaining how how the program works. Mm -hmm. and, and why they really like being, you know, here in Sun Devil Country with you. And then uh, one interesting thing about this facility that you have, and it's, it's obviously relatively new, but 
outside, right outside, and, and you've got natural lighting that blows anybody in the country away. I mean, it's all, you know, it's almost like you're outside. With, the, with that field out there, that's not just a, a, an artificial turf field with a bunch of rubber grits on it. It's, it's a little different. Can you explain uh, how you guys use that, utilize it? Yeah. This is it, the desert. It, it, so we put that in my second year here. When I first got here, that was all rocks. Uh, what it allows us to do is do all of our speed improvement and our change of direction and any position drills, really, we want right outside the door. Um, you know, the turf area there gets about, in the summer, it gets a full day's worth of sun. There's no building shade or anything like that. And because it is artificial turf, we... It's AstroTurf is the is the company. So we we uh, we met with Shaw, we met with AstroTurf, we met with FieldTurf, the the big three. We talked a little bit about our our situation here. I mean, in the summertime, it can get 120, it can get 125. In the sun, it's hotter than that. Two summers ago, we had 55 days above 110. It's hot. Everybody said it's dry heat. Uh huh. The hell you say? It's hot. So what that turf? The infill on that turf is coconuts. It's ground up coconuts, like the husk of a coconut. And what we do is we have a sprinkler system that's, that waters it down in 10 minutes with cold water. And the water sinks into the dried coconuts and holds the temperature down. So we could be out there, and it could be 110 but that turf will be 90 because the heat and the water that cools it down allows it to, to, to stay manageable, you know. It, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's relatively innovative, and we've had a ton of high schools in the area. We were one of the first people to, to get this type of turf. Uh, we had, you know, I know our rep for AstroTurf has had probably 15 different showings of this turf for different schools in the area because I think it's gaining popularity because it works. Another thing that was really interesting, this is a Friday uh, for our listeners, and it's uh, before the day before game, but you had your developmental squad uh, up in the stadium this morning doing stadium stair workout, and then you guys had like a makeshift kind of a weight training site right up there on the concourse. There was, uh, I'll add, there was no... Uh, concessions open at the time that but there's a lot of people buzzing around prepping for the game tomorrow uh tell us a little bit about that friday morning workout at the stadium yeah so the the developmental fridays for us in our program it's um we do one every friday in season it's for the guys that don't travel don't play and essentially for them is it's their game day it's their game day the workouts they progress in volume and intensity over the course of the season Really, the goal of those sessions is not necessarily to get a physiological adaptation, although it does occur and it is a positive. It's more of a psychological hurdle. It's a leadership. Uh, we put guys in leadership roles. They're in teams. They have to work together. They get you know, certain tasks that they need to accomplish, and they need to troubleshoot and problem solve and find the way to finish the task in the most efficient way possible. And there's a reward at the end. You know, I, I, I gave all those guys T-shirts this morning because of the winning team because they earned it, right? It pays to be a winner, so to speak. I know that's a trendy kind of Navy SEAL model, but, motto, but it, it, 
it's true, you know, and, and for those Fridays, that's a motto we use because if you win, it's, it's a good thing. You, we want to develop that culture of, of winning matters. It matters. And competing matters. And tr- finding a way to win, doing, willing to do whatever it takes to win matters. And then also the teams that all the players that make it through all of those workouts get a shirt. You know, it's a special shirt that no one else gets. It's a, it's a rite of passage for a red shirt. And I think that it's funny if you ask any of our older guys that have been through it, hey, what's, what's something you remember from your four years here? It's, hey, man, I remember those developmental Fridays, and they really changed who I am, and they really changed my outlook on things for the better. And, you know, I'm a better football player, and I'm a better man in this instance because of it. So we, we love it, and it, it's, it's all part of it. And we get creative with it. We send out – I told you we send out invitations yeah. on Thursday after practice. Right. You know, we have special invitations, and each one of the workouts has a little bit of a theme to it, depending on who our opponent is. You know, we had the uh, the Ricky Bobby Talladega Knights. You know, we play the Cougars this week, and I know in that movie there's a Cougar in the car, and he's got to get past his fears. So that was our workout this week. You know, we got the picture with the Cougar in the car, and, you know, instead like of Ricky it. Bobby, we got a Sun Devil in the car. So yeah. it's all part of it. But it allows us to get creative and, and have some fun with it, too. So One thing you can't mess around here, besides seeing a lot of Sparky pictures, seeing some something really cool pregame tomorrow when, when the Sparky, it's, it's a pretty big deal uh, pregame. But the other thing that you can't escape when you're, when you're here at uh, Arizona State University football, anywhere in your facilities, is the vibe of Pat Tillman. And it's, I mean, it's everywhere. Can you tell, talk a little bit about what that means to the uh, Sun Devils? Yeah, it's a his story and what Pat Tillman embodies in just the culture. He not only here but in the state of Arizona and in the country. I mean, I'm getting chills talking about it. it it's uh, it's hugely important to us, and I think that his spirit and the way he went about his business. You know, we we try to tell that story. You know, our last developmental Friday workout. We actually go up all the way to the top of the stadium. And there's, there was an article written a few years back about how Pat Tillman used to go up to the, the light tower. He'd climb up the light tower and he'd sit all night long on the top. And he'd just contemplate life and think about what you know, he was going to do with the rest of his life and his career and how he was going to change the world and what, what, whatever. And so... Our last workout, we actually do that. We go up there and bring the whole developmental crew up there. It's a heck of a run. It's not easy to get all the way up there. And we sit up there and we talk and we tell the story of Pat because it means so much. He's such a role, you know, he was such a role model with the decisions he made in life. I, it, it's, uh, you know, every year we have the Tillman race here, the Pat Tillman run. It's uh, 4.2 miles, right, because it's number 42, and it finishes in the stadium. You know, we run through that ramp and finish in the stadium, and every year, you know, last year we didn't get a chance to do it because of COVID, but every year I run it, and, you know, I'll have former players come back and run it, and we all run it, and it's just – 4.2. 4.2 miles. It's just part of the – it's part of the – it's part of our – our DNA, and it's – it means a lot. I got a chance to – two years ago at Camp T – uh, where we go for, for fall camp for a couple weeks. 
I got a chance to meet Pat Tillman's brother, and we actually sat out. There's a there's a place uh, right near Camp T called the Rim, and it's uh, it's a campground, and literally you sit on the edge, and you can literally look out and see if you if you had a telescope or something, you could see to Tucson. Uh, it's literally it's an amazing view, and it's one of the most breathtaking places. And me and a couple, uh, Gene Boyd and Nate Wainwright and a couple other people, we got to sit with, with Pat's brother and, and just talk shop. And I got a chance to, you know, ask him questions about Pat. What was, you know, what was he like? What was his thought process like? And it was really cool. I, I, I've really tried to embrace that in my four years here. I, I personally remember that story. I mean, we were the same age. Um, he might be a year or two older than me, but we we're very close to the same age, and that story is near and dear in my heart. So it's uh, it's an amazing thing, and, and we try to we try to keep that story alive. Yeah, and then you've got the rampway down right down to the stadium, right out of your locker room. Yeah, it's Tillman Tunnel, so we Trip run it. through Tillman Tunnel every time we get on the field, and we walk right by his statue. I mean, you touch the statue, and you you feel Pat, and you run out on the field, and, and it's um, it's really cool. It's 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 here. You know, and, and it'll always be here. Well, I'm looking very forward to uh, seeing seeing it all take place tomorrow. Uh, it's a noon, really, actually at 12:20, I believe, kickoff. Sun Devil Stadium. The place is going to be jumping. Uh, it's homecoming too, so uh, it should be full go. And some of the heat's going to scare the Cougars, maybe. Uh. Yeah, the Inferno. It, it is definitely an advantage when we play teams from colder climates. That's for sure. And you know, tomorrow's high is only 86, which is not very hot for us you know some of those early games in the year man it's uh it's it's tough it's tough sledding because it'll be 105 at kickoff at 7 30 at night and you know we're, we're we definitely put that up on the big screen to let everybody see you yeah. know if they're not from the area they better be well hydrated let's put so it that way the temperature will be stated up on the uh, on this big screen yeah it's not you're not going to forget it it's just like teams do with altitude we just do it with the heat I remember watching a game a couple of years ago when Michigan State came out here. It was on TV, and I think they just melted out here. Yeah, that was. Uh, I won't say any more about it, but yeah, it, it's it's torture. It was it, that was a hot one, and it was, I think it was 104. We had a 7:35 kick, and it was 104 at kickoff. It was hot. It was hot. Well, Coach Joe Connolly, uh, we certainly appreciate you spending some time with us today, giving us full access uh, the last couple days, and then uh, tomorrow. Uh, we'll catch you guys in full competition. Uh, yeah, you can you can only control this one we got this week. So we're, you know, I know it's, you know, a lot of teams use it and it's cliche, but I think the one and oh mentality is what you got to do. You got to try to be one and oh, and that doesn't mean just on Saturday. That means every rep, you got to be one and oh, every set, you got to be one and oh, every practice, every, every period, you got to be one and oh, and you got to try to win each one of those battles and uh, keep it in perspective because if you can't control it, man, you shouldn't be worried about it. So we just we got to go one and zero this week, and that, and that's what we're going to try to do. Well, Coach Connolly, well, once again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us out here in Tempe to check check out your program. Uh, we certainly appreciate it, and we're looking forward to uh, the big game tomorrow. And we're looking forward to keeping an eye on you guys and see how you guys progress. No, thanks for 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 coming, Ed, and and you're welcome anytime. And Athletic Strength and Powers, 
always welcome anywhere I'm at, that's for sure. So Appreciate it. This is Ed Sicali in the desert, the Valley of the Sun, Athletic Strength and Power podcast, coming from Tempe, Arizona. It's where Arizona State University is, and uh, also Joe Connolly. He's the director of sports performance here. And, of course, a special shout-out to all of our ASAP Athletic Strength and Power sponsors that, of course, include Team Builder, the Bill Jacobs Power Company, Pitch Shark, and Spec Athletic Florence.